Hello everybody, welcome to Johnny.exe. I'm your host Johnny, and today I would like to discuss the first and only time, unfortunately, that I had ever played Pathfinder 1st Edition. Now if you don't know what first uh, what Pathfinder is, it is basically Dungeons & Dragons 3.5, but way better. Um, so, I have... I have been playing Dungeons & Dragons since I was about 13 years old, and by the time I was 19, I was living in Ohio. That was a weird situation. Um, no, not going to bring that up here. But while I was there, I went to the local game shop to try to join the Adventure League uh, for Dungeons and & Dragons. And in no, let me preference this, uh, preface with this, um, in no particular way, like in no way, shape, or form, do I feel like this group of people are a, are a reflection of people who play Adventure League. But these particular people were a little rude to me when I asked if I could join the game. Uh, it's not that they didn't tell me like, oh, hey, no, I'm sorry, but we're full up. It was more along the lines of we don't want any noobs or scrubs, as they put it. Uh, at our table, we want someone who's going to min-max. They basically asked what I was going to play. I told them I wanted to play like a monk, uh, like a uh, half-orc monk or whatever it was. It, you got to understand, this is 10 years ago. Um, but they told me they only want min-max and to get lost, pretty much, to keep this PG. Um, so I decided, no, that, that kind of sucks, but whatever, I got this new set of dice that I bought, I've had brought paper and pencil. What am I going to do? So I see this table that's pretty much... It had like four or five people, but there was, you know, there was an empty seat at that table. So I asked, excuse me, well, what are you guys playing? And they said, Pathfinder. I said, okay. Um, do you guys have any empty space? And they welcomed me with open arms. It was a pleasant experience from start to finish. Basically, I sat down and the, the game master, the GM, uh, had told me that because I don't know the system, I can choose from any of these pre-made characters that Paizo, the uh, publishers of uh, Pathfinder, have already made that can be easily slipped into any campaign and you can get the feel for what you want to play. I said, okay. So I asked, what would you suggest? And he said, well, what have you played before in D&D? And I personally had only played, up to that point, uh, the Human Fighter, only because that's like I was put in a box pretty much. Uh, my friends didn't know how to really teach me D&D when I was uh, learning how to play. Um, and so 10 years ago, when I didn't have the imagination and the know-how, I guess you could say, to want to be something better, or not better, but something different uh, every time I played, so I got a different experience, I was just stuck in that box of I was the human fighter. I was always the tank. I was always the guy. I was either DPS, uh, damage per second, for those who don't know, or I was the tank, which I would absorb damage, and then with my great weapon, I would deal cunning strikes or, you know, devastating blows. But back to, back to the uh, story at hand. So he told me I should probably play a Cavalier. It plays a lot similar, but it has enough variant uh, enough variants to feel new and exciting. I said, cool. So, here I am. Uh, I didn't... I don't remember the name I gave him. We're just gonna go with Johnny. Um, so I'm sitting there playing the... the Cavalier. And... F so my party, 
has to go find a relic. Uh, it was a, it was an ancient relic that was lost to time, and we have to go and find this relic so that we can unlock a, an ancient tomb, and then go stop this evil dude. I forget all the details; they were kind of fuzzy. But on the way, we had to go through a a dock, like you know, a boatyard, and uh, or a harbor. Sorry, thank you. For, sorry. Uh, so we have to stop at a harbor, and we were told we are not allowed without a pass per the governor. So what we decided to do, or what the party decided was to use persuasion. Nothing worked. Um, everybody who had proper, you know, skill checks, they, they all, they would pass their skill checks. Like they, they'd roll pretty high, but it wasn't enough to fool the guards. The guards were a really high CR, I guess. So my character walked up to them and just to see what would happen. I said, you do not need to see our passes. I rolled an at 20. And this this amazed everybody at the table. This amazed me. I was like, this can't be a thing. I don't roll 20s. Come on. So I roll an at 20. And needless, and they, they let us through. They were like, okay, we don't need your passes. And I said, just to complete the joke, you're going to go home and rethink your life. And so I rolled for that as well. And the, the GM allowed it after I passed my, my check of a 17. And they said... Um, they were, they were like, we're going to go home and rethink our lives, and they, they, they dipped. So they leave, and they walk away, and then we get a, we get aboard this boat uh, that is the only boat that seems to have what we need. It's pretty much destroyed. It's in shambles. The sail is torn to pieces. It's just, it's a mess. So we get on the boat, and we hear creaking and moaning from underneath our feet, and we don't know what to do. Uh, we're all low-level adventurers. This being the first time I've ever played, I suggest that we cautiously check it out. The rest of the party kind of went along with the idea, but one person was like, let me go. Just a scout. I have the higher sneak. Let me just take care of this real quick. And we all agreed, you know, that's a great idea. So they peered around the corner, and they, like, down the, down the stairs and around the corner where the bearings would be on the ship. And they then came right back up and said it's literally wall-to-wall zombies. None of us knew what we were doing. None of our characters had had ever come in contact with zombies before, and us being experienced players of at least Dungeons & Dragons, in my case. Uh, but them, obviously, have played this game a few times. Uh, we refuse to metagame. It breaks immersion. It's not fun for anybody. Uh, so we were like, well, what do we do? What even is a zombie? And uh, our artificer, I think it was, had a good enough history check to be like, well, there are these tales that tell and of the dead walking once again under certain circumstances. It freaked us out. Like, our characters were genuinely scared. So, the way the GM described it was actually really well done. It really did feel like we were in, like, a Wes Craven film or, like, the Day of the Dead. It was pretty cool. So then we find ourselves braving the trek downstairs, which... They said, hey, John, why don't you go take care of this? And I said, oh, no. Okay, so I grabbed my horse, which, by the way, uh, if, in case I didn't mention earlier, the Cavalier starts with a horse. That's amazing. I get a You get a horse, a javelin. Um, like, your starting gear is a horse, a javelin, your flag, uh, a longsword, a shortsword, a dagger, a bow, arrows, 
it's not necessary. Oh, and a, a, you get a lance. I didn't know until the camp until that session was over. Um, but you get a lance. It's pretty awesome. So I had my horse, right? And it's just me and my horse. We get down there. We're just slaughtering zombies left and right. We're hit, hitting just high enough, I guess, to take out to take out the zombies. We do this for several rounds until the till we're halfway through. Then the party comes in and helps us out from afar with spells and arrows. And our um, our barbarian was able to hurl some uh, uh, some some javelins. And our artificer, who had some points with guns, was able to craft some like was able to have something on hand, I guess, from a previous session. And used the gun to pick off some at, at you know, from a great distance. Uh, and by great, I mean, like, he was cowering by the stairs. It was funny. It was absolutely hilarious. Uh, but anyway, so we get to the part. We get to the point where they're all eradicated, but we still hear banging behind a giant, heavy iron door. Which we didn't expect. It's a giant, old pirate ship. We didn't expect oh, an iron door on a wooden boat. That's strange. So we hear banging and just moaning and... Curse, cursing, um, in a language none of us had heard before. So it got. So they asked me, "What do we do?" I asked them, "What do we do?" Nobody had any clue how to handle the situation. We needed to get behind that door in hopes the relic was actually there. So I say, "You know what? Screw it. Um, I'm gonna kick the door in." Leroy Jenkins! And I rolled, and it was a nat 20. It was the best feeling of my entire life in terms of gaming. Let's be real here. Uh, it was the best feeling I've ever had playing Dungeons & Dragons or any tabletop RPG, for that matter. So I rolled a nat 20, I kick in the door, and I meet it. I, I, am, I am greeted by this pirate lich. It was so cool. And he stabs me in the chest, and I succeed in my saving throw. <laughs> Barely, but I succeeded in my saving throw. The next couple turns were spent healing me. Um, luckily, our cleric was able to take care of that real quick. Um, but by real quick, I mean a couple turns. I was okay. And I used free actions to down some potions. I was okay. But they were doing a number on this monster until finally he killed my horse. And I don't know if you know anything about, like, knights and their steeds, but they were basically like how a lot of dudes, or rather a lot of people, I should say, sorry, uh, I'm not trying to not trying to exclude anybody, how a lot of people feel about their pets now. That's like their brother, you know what I mean? Like that, he, my horse was my brother in arms. So I just watched my horse die in front of me, and now a couple zombie hordlings from the from like the darkest corner of that room are now feasting on on my on my horse's still warm flesh. It got to my character in turn. It got to me. I I felt some sort of way about it. Like I had just this was the, be, the easily the best four hours of any tabletop RPG I've ever played in my life. This was awesome. So I get up. Right, and they're all killing, killing off the, uh, you know, they're they're still fighting the lich, but I cleared off the zombies off of my horse. I killed them all, killed them all dead, and then I take my spear, which I, if you recall, 
I have a spear. And I yeet the spear at the Lich's face just to stop it temporarily. Wasn't trying to deal any sort of like major damage. I rolled an at 20. Awesome. So I pin him to the ground with his head uh, roughly about like two feet off the, like two, three feet off the ground, suspended by my spear through his eye socket. It was cool. It was so cool. But then, uh, but then the, uh, the paladin looks over at last character, I swear. Uh, the paladin looks over at the, uh, at the lich and says, where's your phylactery? I know you have it somewhere. Where's your phylactery? And my character, not knowing what a phylactery is, uh, I ask and they said, oh, well, usually it's in like, it's like an, uh, a piece of jewelry or something ornate that just, it feels special compared to everything else in the room. Uh, I didn't know where, I didn't know what it was, but I saw a crystal ball on the desk or like on a, on a table behind where we were like behind the, where the lich came at us. And I, not knowing what it was, I smacked it off the table. Tell us where it is. It turned out to be the phylactery, uh, killing the lich. And we, we were, you know, we were going to use the leverage of, of the phylactery to try to get to know where the relic was. Um, we ended up not getting the relic and then having to burn down the pirate ship because somebody, Artificer, tripped a trap that released a lot of gunpowder and a lot of gunpowder, gasoline, and um, with the paladin in heavy armor. And uh, he scraped a lot when walking. Apparently one of the character traits that he had was he did not pick up his feet when he walked. It annoyed everybody at the table because we would always fail our sneak checks if we tried. Like, we, they apparently would always fail their sneak checks whenever they would try to, you know, as a group, sneak. And that that was a detriment to them. So they would usually have him hang back, ready with a smite for whatever reason, you know, for whatever comes following them. But, uh, yeah, so we ended up having to burn that ship. By the time we got the ship burnt down and um, in the sea... <laughs> we uh we found ourselves back on dock on on dry land luckily and surrounded by guards we got arrested and that's where the session ended and unfortunately i moved like 3 days later from ohio back to jersey where i'm from um and never got to play pathfinder again and that makes me sad um at some point i'd very much like to get all the books or at least the players hand all the important books, like the core books of uh, Pathfinder, and I'd like to play again. I would love to either run a campaign or I'd love to just be in a game. I, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And this time I think I'd play a goblin uh, gun gunslinger just because I love goblins. And uh, gunslinging seems like a really cool, really cool thing. Um, oh, gunslinging was actually recently added to d and I believe it was via... Not Tasha's Cauldron. I think it was Tasha's Cauldron. It was a variant for the fighter. So instead of being like a... Um, instead of being like a champion. Or like being uh, a dual-wield fighter. Or you could either be an unarmed fighter or a gunslinger now. Which is really cool. Excuse me. Uh, which is really cool. Anyway. Um, 
I would like to thank you very much for joining me tonight on this on this episode of Johnny.exe. And I hope to see you guys next week. Later days. <laughs>